0: Like, what's going on, you know? And I I have waited two or three days uh, just asking the Lord, like, what what do you say, what do you say, Lord, about this upcoming week? What are you saying to us? And I had someone call in and started talking to me about the sea of God because I had this impression from the Lord, not fully yet, but I had this impression uh, from last week's meeting and the week before that we were going into... Uh, the space of the knowledge of God in the meeting. And so I heard the the word say enter the Nautilus. And uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with what a Nautilus is. Anybody know what a Nautilus is? Okay. Tom, what's a Nautilus?
1: Well, it's a shelled creature, a sea creature. They can get quite large. And as you know, they secrete uh, material to build their shell larger and larger as they grow. And they seal off compartments as they do, and uh, so those are when you when you see this nautilus shell cut, it's the classic beautiful shell that you see cut in now. Okay,
0: so they so they seal off different compartments. They do, yeah. Okay, uh, so they can grow.
1: That allows them to grow their shell and be to where they can get their functional comp- use, you know, their ability to m- to move around in the sea. They need to have their animal part be able to get out and be able to move to propel themselves and to feed. So they push themselves, they keep they grow their shell by by these sections. And each section, you know, the, the sections are part of the beauty of the shell, but they also reflect the phases of life and development of the creature. And uh, so the creature has to be close to the opening to receive everything it needs to sustain its life.
0: Wow, thank you. So, you know, so I had received this picture that we were basically, we launched three weeks ago, uh, the Collider, right, and the we get off the ground, uh, so to speak. The next week, the word said, you're going to stage two, and he gives me this picture of the rocket hitting stage two, and you've got to let go of some things. John brings that word out last week, you know, we... We've got to let go. It's in the book of Hebrews as well. You are familiar with that um, passage, and there's this sort of shaking, you know, letting go of some things in our life and saying, "I'm going to throw this off." Uh, in, in rocketry, you know, the, the stage, the a lot of times the boosters will separate, and a stage of it will go off into the sea, and it's going to climb out, and so. Last Sunday, and I'm giving a briefing before we enter into worship this morning because Karen and I have talked about this, about um, how to for us to enter into the corporate place with the Lord this morning. And so I said, you know, I was in the service when I flew aircraft. We always briefed, then we went in and did our mission, then we debriefed. And so when we go into uh, this space with the Lord this morning. Uh, where the Lord's going to take us together corporately. Um, I won't be giving a briefing during the time while we're going in, okay? So we're going to just fly with the Lord. <laughs> so I wrote this up this week. We effectively had hit stage two last week. Stage two was characterized by going through the silver lining into the darkness of space corporately. Sunday, Sunday, Stephen... Stephen goes to hit like the third song and I I see like the platform that we're in it turns silver the whole platform goes into like a it's like a milky or a moving silver platform and it elevates up and I see that we're actually before a sea of people the ministry is before a complete sea of people as far as I can see and 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 I'm up in the darkness now Um, I believe it's in the second heavens there's light in the darkness like it's breaking out and and I'm like oh man we're here again because Steve and I went there in 2015 that's where I met Michael the Archangel we did some stuff with Brexit uh, dealing with demonic powers over in Britain and I mean we got into some stuff in that space and I got to see the angelic and the demonic realm and I I had never been into a space like that before. Uh, But Sunday, it happens again, but we're into this space corporately. And uh, because the Lord has said, I'm going to draw my people corporately into this place, I'm not going to just let a few go there. You're going to go there as a ministry. and uh, Because we're going to do something together. And so so the platform turns silver, and then we're in the darkness of space. And I wrote this, the darkness that Moses, David, and Solomon spoke about, that God is surrounded by. So, and here's some verses because I'll just give this right out of Scripture. Deuteronomy 4.11 You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, a mountain blazing with fire to the heavens with black clouds and deep darkness. Um, at Psalms 18.11 He made darkness His hiding place, His canopy around Him, the darkness of waters and thick clouds of the skies. Uh, Psalms 97 two: Clouds and thick darkness surround him Righteousness and justice Are the foundation of his throne Solomon said this In 1 Kings 8 12 The Lord has said that he would dwell In a thick cloud um, And then it was then That I believed that I hear The Lord say and I, It's like I hear And uh and I don't know if this is what we mean about the nautilus, or like it's the ear canal or the sound. And I hear it's like the the, the Lord. We're I'm up in the platform, and it's like the Lord is scratching his beard or something, and rubbing his face like this, and saying to one another, like the Trinity, the Godhead is saying, "Should we go down there?" And 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 I'm I'm lit up at this point because I can hear like him speak. It, 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 I want to just say I hear him talking. And they're outside of my ability to see. All I see is the darkness, but it's like I hear them in light saying or considering coming down to hang out with us, coming into the meeting. And, and I hear him say, he, he looks like us.
2: <laughs>
0: and I'm losing it on the stage at this point as y'all know because my kids let me know how it looked, and I'm like shaking my head and I'm like come down out of the heavens you know because I hear him talking and I'm like I'm, it's like we're right there corporately like Lord you know but, with, but, but this is what I understood was being communicated The Lord is courageous, courageous in love. This is the only way I can't really communicate Him right. But what I knew about Him was He would die for love. He would exhaust His whole entire self for love. He would expend every resource, everything, even His own self for love. This is the communication I'm receiving from Him is, His love and it's overwhelming me, but it's courageous love. It's like someone who would go run for just the one and die for them. And I'm feeling him like that. And then I'm feeling that he wants there's something about us that that he wants to express through us like that. So all the stops are off, like I'm not holding back. I'm not resisting when these situations are happening in our life. I'm not holding back and say I'm going to reserve a part of myself at all in the face of persecution, in the face of human weakness, in the face of uh, someone mistreating me, in the face of they don't get me, in the face of whatever it is, I'm going to exhaust myself and my whole purpose is to pour out and show and reveal the love of the Father, and I get this notion from Him, and it's running down my old person. I'm like, ah, you know, Oh Lord, you know, like that, because I can't take it. I can't take that kind of emotion personally. I feel like I'm like God. I can't take this kind of love, and that. And then I hear Him say, "Well, He looks like us," and this is profound to me that God. Is after something in you and me. I, I get this understanding, and maybe you're hearing once. He's after the expression of himself as person in us, and he's wanting to communicate through us. And I knew that if a man or if we would make it like that, I would have to bend my will. And, and something about my will, I would have to just say, I, I, I navigate myself towards only looking at your eyes or looking at you. I'll navigate my nature. Because I, I've noticed that you've got to basically say, I'm doing this. I'm all in for love. I'm a, the enemy comes to me Sunday morning before the sermon, before the, our time together. He comes to me and he says, Why do you do this? There's nothing in it for you and I was like finally because this is what I've desired that there be nothing in it like for me (laughs) no I desire this I desire this I long for this I I long for it at every level I could get out I want a purity of devotion to the Lord and I said to him to my enemy I said these words to him I said for love and I said back to Him, love never fails. Amen. And He left my presence. Amen. And I felt the love of the Father come because, listen, there can be all the superficial motivations that have motivated us. we got to let them all go. This is what, John, I believe I heard you saying. Let every concept, control, safety mechanism, let it go. You know, and and we're being tested. You're being exposed. I'm being exposed. We're being Uh, We're feeling enclosed and exposed in our life. Things are coming at us. And it's not going to get easier. But the Lord is perfecting something beautiful in us. And He's going to demonstrate His glory by His light that is going to come down. But He chose us as a people who are dedicated to this, the expression of Jesus as He really is. Um, Who He really is and, and he' and he's and he's motivated by by love it can't be motivated by anything else anymore the thing that's motivated us I don't know what it is family uh, ministry identity business identity finance political power I mean there's a million things our own health our own reasoning our own justification of our presence our own systems everything for love right we're just and that we make a commitment like this uh, corporately. Because I believe that if we will, the Lord will see this. And He'll say, they look like me. And I didn't realize how much that means to Him. That the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit is looking for a people that looks like Him. Um, I've got this one notion that the reason why is is because because Something, there's just something amazing about about him maybe I don't even understand maybe you understand what it's like I, you know sometimes we say about our kids that one looks like me you know? they look like me and I think the fathers like looking for that in us um, it brings great glory to Jesus and what he did for us when the father said they look like you, son. This is what I was after. I was after this, and you gave your life so that they would have have, have you know Holy Spirit's doing His wonderful work with us. You know, um, John wrote this. John the Beloved wrote this. Uh, we are God's children now. Um, and it's kind of like hit me that you know a lot of times many of us have acted like children. You know. But he says, "But we are God's children now," and he says, um, "And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we will see Him as He is." So that t- today, like as we prepare. I'm not looking for like the words like you're just going to, this group, you're going to enter the Nautilus, we're going to hit the black black space, and the picture he gave me is like, and I guess this is perfect. Thank you all. The weatherman, this is perfect. To enter into an intimate place where we're going into this shell where some parts are closed off so that we can grow in the knowledge of God. That this is the perfect setting that the Lord wanted for us this morning. Now, this is an exploration for us this morning to receive the knowledge of God. Um, receive Him into yourself. But as we step across, and my prayer is going to be this morning that light will hit you in your soul. And, um, and as the Word begins to touch you, just let Him touch you. Just throw all the safeties off. Um, just throw off all the control the best you can. And let go just let him have his way with you this morning don't don't try to make up anything or just let go. Uh, Stephen has a beautiful ministry that can lead us right into, into the Lord's presence um, uh, for God has said let, let light shine out of darkness um, he's shown in our hearts to give us what? the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Release ourselves, Lord. We release this meeting over to You. Release Your light into this meeting. Say, take us up, Lord.
3: Matter of grace, and on the sunrise. Oh, Father, you are the goodness, you are the goodness, you are the goodness, come down like an avalanche and crush us, oh, goodness, come, come, goodness, come, you are the goodness, you are the goodness. God of come down, come down, heavenly Father. Meet with us, meet with us. Oh, tear the veil. Your body, you are the head. We are your body. You are the hand, Oh, gave up everything. Father's gift to break his son, to let his kingdom flow from within him. Oh, it pleased his heart that we could have his kingdom. Oh, his kingdom. Oh, he ransomed our hearts, he paid the price we could see him so we could see him he traded his breath to raise us in him more oh, this is the father's gift this is the father's gift come down come down oh broken son lead us higher lead us higher Come down, come down To the slain lamb Oh, rise up lion Rise up lion Meet with us, meet with us At the cross of your son Wholeness God Peace and righteousness Son of righteousness Oh, raise up His banner over you is love. No, he loves us. His love covers my sins. No, he loves us. No matter who I am where I've been No oh, I love you And I love you And I Everything worships and everything made. Nothing escapes your heart. Your majesty comes from daughters and sons. You hold up your name to declare you their God. Bless the Lord.
2: Yes. Nice. Oh.
3: Amen. It's cool in mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to Blank Slate. Okay. And, I, and you know, the Lord, He wants us to experience this because I, I, He wants us to experience what you're experiencing. And it's the place of the unknown. It's the place where you can't really... You know, it's just like, tells me, you know, just say to get comfortable here because this is the verge. You're hitting the cusp. You're hitting the... bouncing off the atmosphere so to speak and I you know right before we started hit the blank, the blank slate or the blank space I heard the Lord say to me as speaking in tongues he said set my rudder and, and I'm like remember flying aircraft you know put my feet on the rudder pedals and like trying to get the aircraft you know aligned you get into atmosphere where um, you're getting into anti-gravity or a loss of gravity, a gravitational pull. That's where we're at. And so, some some of the projects, like the X-15 project, when they took that aircraft up before the space program, uh, one of the guys, um, I believe it was Neil Armstrong, almost lost that aircraft to outer space because. Uh, he couldn't get the nose down because he was uh, basically bouncing off the atmosphere. And there's a place in the grace of God for us to come into this environment. It's called the cusp, if you want to call it the cusp. It's called the verge. It's it's uh, free floating. You can lose yourself right here. And but if you don't be afraid of the blank space or the blank slate at, Kara. This is where you live. <laughs> but, anyways, Kara said the same thing. Um, Stephen did. So, but at least this is the place. This uncomfortable place is the place where we're going to get comfortable coming to because this is the place in the knowledge of God where impartation will come from the Lord. But, Many people stop here and they don't go on with the Lord. But if you'll go on with the Lord from here, you'll experience the communication of God that will basically blow your mind. Because He'll communicate to you in this space here what you heretofore do not understand or know. And I want us to give ourselves to that. You know, I'm... I want to be comfortable with you and I want you to be comfortable with us to come into this place and then, you know, right now, we want, maybe you could ask the Lord. This is, this space right here is where I heard very complex terms. I hear all my complexity and stuff. It's, you could call it the dark matter. Um, I heard terms like this is a heavily theological term, but I heard the term superlapsarianism. This is where I learned of what complementarianism is and tri is. This is where I was learning my theology. I gained my understanding of God here. And I don't want you to miss it. What can happen to you right here. An impartation of God, the understanding of the knowledge of God. This is what this meeting is about. I don't want to take anything away from you, but a little explanation if you please. You're there. Now if you will just center up your rudder and let the Word speak to you here. The imagination and the creativity of God is here. He's in the quiet. Remember Elijah? In the still, small voice you tune your ears right here, you will hear Him speak to you, and it may blow you away what He will do and what He will say. And here, when He imparts something to you, it's something that cannot be taken away from you. The Lord will not just give you information He gives you Himself. This place may be uncomfortable most of my life, but this is the place where so many people miss it, but it's Him. So, we're going to take a little bit of time here. Listen to the voice of God. Enter into the Nautilus. Set your rudder. Set your mind. Lord, we ask you right now to give us your mind. I'm a blank slate, board. I have nothing without you. I literally, I have nothing without you. I acknowledge my lack. My inability, my conceptual base, my—I I, I yield my, I yield my whole self to you, right here, Lord. I yield myself
4: to you. We,
0: we yield to unknowing, so that we may know you, Lord. Sometimes the word here will demonstrate to you, he demonstrates with me with words, he may demonstrate to you a different way. I'm not sure how he'll demonstrate to you, but he may demonstrate to you a piece of some kind of art, he may demonstrate to you another language, he may demonstrate to you a picture. Render the blank slate, says the Lord. Render unto me the place of the blank slate. And let me write on it, says the Lord. And let me draw upon your understanding right now. Let me give you something new that you've never even encountered before. A new aspect of the knowledge of God right here. Anybody want to take a risk and say what's happening with them? Anybody want to say, maybe you have a word or a phrase or something? Anybody? Uh, Tom? Shema.
1: Shema. Shema. The very presence of the living God in us. Visitation and indwelling. You're talking about
0: studying your router, out a piece of paper I wrote years ago that the Lord gave me by revelation. And he said, set your love. And it's like taking a battery pack and
5: putting it in the weed eater and clipping it in. And you set your love. You make the decision to do so. And then it manifests out in life. Thank you,
4: Up, uh, back into the oven, before where the Lord's is baking fresh bread for the healing of the nations, you know, and, and I could see it coming out of the oven, and they were rising high, and they were creamy and buttery and enticing. And I, said, well, I said, Lord, what do you feel in this face of the, of, of the bread? He said, Emotions, first. They keep us from getting there. Smell, Smell the bread.
5: change the atmosphere. Yes, Lord. And in that, I was seeing, you know, while we can you know the thunder, the lightning and all this I'll say, God, what are we supposed to do? He said first thing is pray for clarity. No more cloudy
0: days. Open heavens. So that's what I believe is what we're we supposed to pray days is just for clarity. So do I pray for each one for here they just to have an understanding
5: of what they're um, what they're carrying. Yes. And then that we can go into the world. And I saw the seven mountains uh, religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and business. So I released that right name in Jesus' name. Yes,
0: Lord. Why do you think that when the word appeared to Moses, he came in a little bush that burned? Or when He came to Jacob, He came as a wrestler. Or when He came to Joshua, He came with a man with a sword drawn. How the word comes to you a lot of times will help you to understand um, uh, the way that you've been called to Him. You know, He'll come to you in a way that about and represent Himself, you know, why is this in a scrubby little wilderness bush with Moses? Where's Moses going to go to? Uh, Joshua, the man with the sword drawn. Like, why? Because he's going to go conquest and take, uh, take the promised land. Jacob, why does he come to Jacob to rest with him? It was Jacob's nature was man subdued so that he would have a new name. A lot of times the way the Lord brings His impressions to your mind or your soul, if you give yourself to the blank slate, He'll come and reveal Himself in a way that, a way that is commensurate with who you are in Him. <laughs> so, so I have this for you, but I uh, Um, this place that we come into here like is is the dark matter and I was going to read this it's a form of matter thought to account for actually approximately 85% of the matter in the universe its presence is implied by astrophysical observations including gravitational effects but it can't be explained by accepted theories of gravity unless more matter is present than can be seen for this reason most experts think that dark matter is abundant in the universe and that it has a strong influence on, on our structure and our progression in the way that we're designed by, by God now they don't say that here I'm saying that but it's called dark because it does not appear to interact with an electromagnetic field What we are going into right now, what we're interacting with with the Lord, I believe is the substance of what and how Jesus walked on water. Um, It's a space that He lived in and manifested Himself in and walked in. And that's how He was able to walk on water. Um, Most people are so like and their emotions, John, like what you're saying, and not Shema, like you're saying, Tom. That that and the worst taking us His people um, into a, a new atmosphere, an atmosphere of His presence, where um, and an operation, you know that, where we can walk in His place. But you and I have got to give ourselves to. The place of where it feels like we've come to a place of blank, where we're we we don't we don't know, um, so that we can receive the knowledge of God. And uh, and we're so busy, all of us are. You know, we have so much going on. And I, you know, I believe the Lord. And it, I, I think that He does this enter the Nautilus on purpose with us because He wants us to do this. Together because to give you a taste of what you can do with Him during the week, you sometimes circumstances are happening in our life, they're coming all around us. And the Lord's like, Hey, if you'll just wait right here and be still and know that I am God, you know, we've heard that a lot, but really, like to just wait before the Lord when. You know, we were talking about this with the kids yesterday with their devotions. When you hit the wall and the dip down and the the blanks place and you don't know that you just wait just a little bit longer. And where it feels you're uncomfortable, that's the place that you you want to live there. You want to get there. I used to think, the Word was in all these other things. And I'm not saying that He's not, but this is the other 85%. That may be the 15% our activity. But the other 85% of matter is dark. And it's this other space. And I believe the Word is saying, Come here and see how I walked on water. Come here to what some, some theologians have called negative theology. But come here to this side of life this is the place where um, it's where the face dimension of God is not, the, not just the likeness dimension but the face of God and you begin to get his nature and his mind and his likeness into yourself um, so uh, Brad said this many times I've heard him say it's a place of passive how do you say it? passive activity It's the place of the soul becoming passive, but is active in its view of the Lord. So it's a place of uh, human nature, our human nature, our body. And I think Rafi said this morning, our body and our soul is trying to tell us, come out of that space. And the Spirit of God, though, is saying, embrace it.
1: Yes,
0: Lord. That we that we will embrace this space. The place of the blank. Um, the place of the blank stare. The place of the I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. A place where you wait on the Lord and that's where His leadership is. And Jesus, it says often withdrew right... To lonely places and pray. It says about Jesus that he said, "I only do what he said." What I see. So this is the place where your eyes become illuminated to what he's doing, and we we must reorient ourselves to this. We must orient our life. Okay, set your rudder. We must orient our life to this this space. You know. uh, amen yeah. amen yeah. to this amen to this I think amen.
6: we wait yeah. too with expectations you know because like without the um law, without a quietness or a a, a space of of blank or, or nothingness like it's like expectation can't exist because there has to be a, a, a vacancy for, you know, expectation to be there, you know, so that he wants us to wait in expectation, you know, eagerly await in expectation, I think of a certain births, but it's like without the space, you can't have the expectation. And he wants our expectation to be large, you know, to
0: be great, because he's great. That's good. That's really good. Uh, One thing that we kept experiencing, we, Karen and I, have been experiencing this, I'm sure many of you have in here, but, uh, you know, the word will, basically, he's used finance to help teach me this, but just run my finances to zero, you know, every day almost. Just just spend it all. And I got to the point, he's like, no, I got to save and reserve. And, And he's like, no, just run it to zero. And, um, Hit the cup, you know, would have just hit the verge, you know, just come up on it. And it was just like, you know, a birthday party, have to eat, <laughs> have to get some gas, push up to the edge, jump again. You know, and what we begin to learn is what she's saying is, wait for him, wait for him, wait for him, he's coming through. And, uh, and then every time, It's like a filter or something comes off your mind and you go into a blank space and you're like, where am I? There's an impartation of Him him Himself there. There's an understanding too of who you are in Him. So He gives you His nature, righteousness, and you discover Him while He's discovering you to you. So you're understanding who you are is powerful. You, we don't want to resist this and I'm not saying you have to run your finances to zero or whatever and hit the blank space for us that's how and it happens relationally. it can happen with your health and it can happen in your finance. but when the, I thought I need to secure an environment of protection there and the Lord you're resisting me. Don't secure an environment to protect yourself here. Run headlong into it, like Kara's saying, with an expectation that I've got you. The just shall live by what? And if any man draws back, my soul has what? No pleasure. No pleasure. The Lord delights in us, but man, the greatness of the pleasure of God. When you hit the verge, the cusp, the blank space, like we did this morning, you feel the wall. You feel the, I don't know. Why do I, I don't have any more to give. I've run out all my resources. I've run out all, my songs run out. My resources are out. My words are run out. I have nothing. Boom, pierce through the veil into a new dimensional space. The Lord will meet you every time. And many of you have encountered this. My encouragement to you this morning is we try to use a logical framework and structure to hold ourselves together there, give it to the Lord. At least for me, that's been a hindrance. Uh, we try to hold on emotionally. You know, like I'm going to get uh, out of... out of. Uh, I'm going to lose my emotions here, and you might, you know, you might burst into tears. You might get upset. You might feel like your being, pressure's being put on you. Come through the space into a new environment. The Word will meet you there every time. Is my encouragement to you. We last week the sermon was on the impossible with Zachariah and Elizabeth, who's going to bring forth the forerunner John. He's going to say, "Make what." what? Yeah, make a way for the Lord. Make straight the way. Uh, set your rudder straight into the knowledge of God, into the glory of God, and and know this: that what what we speak of, what I'm sharing with you, is this is vital for you. And this is, listen, what's coming on the earth. Either you navigate now or you're going to navigate there or you'll you'll give up on the Lord. And you'll just say you don't care and people are going to get offended and they're just going to turn away from him. Right here is what I'm saying, because this place is offensive to the mind because the mind now has lost its control, so to speak, and the emotions are going erratic and you can't control them emotions in the and, and the mind and then you're just like, Where are you, Lord? And he's, and he and, and this is what will happen. This is what Kara's getting out about expectation. Speak to the wind. Command the waves. Bring a command out of the place of non-knowing, unknowing, and bring a dimensional shift into a new environment and come into a new space with the Lord. Um, you know, the Lord, and sharing with me and our leadership here, he's like. I want you all to warm up on this. And, you know, if you're going to teach anything, it must be modeled by not being demonstrative, but by a demonstration. And so we demonstrate there's a demonstration here of what it means to enter into this space. You experience that, right? I'm sure you feel like and most people, that's where they say, let's quit everything. Let's go back to normal. <laughs> but the Lord says, no. To that he says no, come, come on with me, and I'm going to meet you. Um, and I don't ever, I, I got to the point where I was like, how can it be? And I, I, and and you, maybe you know what I'm saying, but how can it be that you met me, like in this way? How could you meet me this way? There was, I had no pre- precognition, is the word. I had no precognitive place that I could do this. Um, so so we we this is what we're being propelled into, into the knowledge of God. And uh, anybody want to comment on this or interact
1: with me on this? Um, uh, Tom?
0: Please, please. Um,
1: so this might be helpful. Um, you know, we the most direct way isn't striving. It's I don't know if you can call it pressing in, but but um, it requires like a discipline of focus. And so, when you're disciplining and focusing, things are going to jump in your mind, emotions, distractions, and so that's the other side. You run after with all your heart, mind, and strength. That's one way. And the other way is to recognize the distractions. And find your way through them. Now, finding your way through them can be a morale. What the Lord shown me is the key is you have to keep your mind on what the outcome, His outcome in our life is to recover what He wants us to have. And that's pushing stuff out of the way isn't the purpose of it. It's to recover what He wants us to have. And you can run after it with all your heart, mind, and strength and there'll there'll be waves of all this stuff. Um and uh, he delights I think with me most when I run after him all my heartline and strength. But there's a discipline that I gain in pushing all the obstacles out of the way. And keeping my focus on him and gaining that discipline and recognizing that the purpose of it all is to recover all that he has for us.
7: So um before you were explaining the blank slate, and we were still kind of in worship, or we were in silence after the worship, and I kept thinking and hearing reticence and the spirit of reticence, but um, I didn't know what I, I thought it meant something else. <laughs> so I was sitting here trying to actually was going to say something to you, but um, the definition of, because I was going to pray against it because I was thinking, well, maybe we need to push in and I was trying to decide if it was my soul trying to make something happen or whatever. But I kept hearing reticence and it says uh, reticent originally meant inclined to be silent. Mm-hmm. Which now we use as reluctant or like somebody sitting in a corner. Mm-hmm. But originally, uh, it was inclined to be silent. Mm-hmm. So that was Yes, I don't know. Sometimes I think we do. It's like I wanted to, well, maybe we need to push through or push mm-hmm. in or engage. Mm-hmm. But um, the word I was getting I just didn't know the meaning of it. But, uh, it was be inclined to be silent, uh, allow. Mm-hmm. We don't have to always push.
0: Yeah, an inclination towards the quiet. You know, the mystics called it the prayer of the quiet. They called it solitude and silence, or the prayer. It was a discipline of uh, uh, a spiritual discipline, like you're saying, Tom. Of, um, of that I remember back when before even MZ Hop again, I was being trained by the Lord in in the prayer of the quiet. And I and I and I just have to say, the most powerful praying. I've ever been involved in what the Lord was when, I'm not saying you can't make your petitions known to the Lord, but it was the place where silence and the quietness would come in. I have been hearing this from the Lord and I hear Him like in my ear say, shh, you know, like be quiet. I can say this of a truth that when the soul, they say even uh, Jonathan Edwards wrote this about revival, that the greatest display of revival was a gentle dove-like spirit would take over the people, mm-hmm. and they would come to a place of real peace. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a sense of anxiety was gone, mm-hmm. the fear was gone. They rested in faith, mm-hmm. and so in your, I remember the Lord uh, taking me some training in this, and I thought it was so remarkable because, and I and I used that complex term I said this morning, but He said, uh, "Come with me." into uh, I was in the uh, uh, in the sanctuary and he said just come and sit down with me and do not say a word don't even he just said don't even put worship music on and I'm like I can't get jettisoned into you without worship music you know <laughs> and I got into just so so much of the quiet and you know and I, and I heard the Lord I mean as clear as day speak to me and he said super lapsarianism and I I I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I, I went and looked it up um, after that. And I, I literally experienced the Lord after that. And it throws me on the floor. And uh, I, I really thought I was going to have to call Karen and say, I need you to go check me in somewhere because I've lost it. I completely have... I, I had, it was like my mind was completely reoriented to a, something I had never knew. And it, it came from quiet... Uh, I, another time the word's like, like don't say a word I felt my breathing go down to almost like I was not breathing and the body separated and I'm sitting there watching the Lord as an eagle fly over my own person and I, and then I came into Deuteronomy and the understanding of the word going across the uh, dark waters and recreating and creating man and I I uh, and so I, I can say this of a truth that if you will, if you will push up to the cusp, let yourself come to a place of just stillness before Him, and encourage you to do this, um, in some ways intentionally, if you can take some time—I don't mean performance orientation towards the Lord—but if you can take some time and give yourself to uh, this you'll find uh, hey come on in you'll find a remarkable place with the word it is um, as you experience him um, the great evangelistic moves of God that we're going to step into okay because I believe the way the reason why the word is doing this with us he is getting us ready for this mighty move of his spirit. He's, he's tempering us and getting us ready. For a, a great outpouring. And it, it's going to come like it did. William Seymour is a great example of a man who got into a quiet space. He learned about the Lord. Learned him. And he'd stick that crate or box over his head. He got into a space with the Lord. And they said that in the meeting, what would happen Arms and legs start growing by On oh, he stepped into another dimensional space with the Lord, and that space became the space around him. I like to think of it as the dark matter, where there's a there's a new realm of movement in the atmosphere, because a man got a, God got a hold of a man, and that man submitted himself to the Lord. This next move that's coming on the earth, the highways and the hedges, uh, you. There's going to be many of us that are going to be involved in this, and the Lord is preparing you, all of us, with this understanding to get us ready before because He's coming to move. But He moves like what we're talking about here. This is how He'll move. This environment is open right now to all of us. The this this space that we're speaking of is in invo- is in move is is ready for us. Hey Sean. Amen. Good to see you brother. You too. So this space has opened us for a great move of evangelism and a great move of the harvest to come in. And uh, many of us have been being prepared and trained. It's the ultimate of getting yourself out of the way. It's the, the next movement and many of us have been going through this and you know how the Lord's been dealing with us and and saying, "I want to bring this forward. and I want you to pull back. You know, I don't want you to be highlighted. He's, he wants to answer what he's wanting to do with you. He, in the, this realm of God, you can't, you can't be the one who goes forward. He has to be. It, it won't even work. It, it's like it, it's, it's counterproductive. It wouldn't work. So if, if All of our presuppositions and desires and everything have to be laid at the feet of Jesus. Everything. Jesus knows this. If I be lifted up, what? I'll draw all men to me so if there's any propensity in, in us in any way. And we can't deal with this on our own. The Lord has to do this for us. But we can say yes to Him. But so He wants to bring us into this space with Him where over and over and over again... Don't resist him for, yes, and for the highways and the hedges to come in to feel the house of God. And and he's going to do this. this. This is going to happen. And he's going to get a hold of a people and they're going to say, I give myself to this. They're, they're going to say it. And I believe I'm a, with a bunch of you that are. That we're, that we're saying, hey, we're just going to give ourselves over to to you like this because we need a dimensional space to come in with us the power of God And um, so when you're going through the trials and they're coming at you and you're feeling exposed and enclosed and it's whatever don't fight it, don't resist Lord what are you doing here and let him have his way with you uh, I didn't, the Lord told me years ago you're building defense systems against me and I said, No, I was just thought I was supposed to take care of these things. He's like, no, you're defending yourself against me. It's me. And I'm, like, I'm out of control. He's like, It's me. It's me. I was like, it can't be you. It don't feel right. You know, he's like, No, it's me. I'm answering your prayers. It's Sunday, Monday we come out of the meeting, I'm sitting before Kara, and just the conviction of God comes all over me. I cry like a baby asking the word, forgive me. Like, I mean, it's just, he said, You want me, don't you? I was like, Yes, Lord. He said, It's me. I'm like, I don't feel very good right now. Because we think of God as like, and his presence is beautiful. But when the word comes to you, don't resist him. Because it, it, it feels like you're out of control and you don't have your hands on things and, you're in a, um, and it's him. And I think that if you can get what Kara's saying, an expectation, though, of come, Lord, into my space, invade my space, and and he'll sneak up too because he's a gentleman, but when he comes up, and he'll get close to you, and when he comes up close, just don't shove him off because he's so gentle that he he will leave. Just let him come, and you'll probably the experience and I don't know what I'm going to do. This thing is threatening my life. This thing is bad. This person said this, this thing happened and I'm upset. And it just let him come on in. Um, I want to encourage you because some of you are facing things right now. It's like, and, and we are interpreting the perception of God wrongly. And, and I, I mean, I am, and there's three ways on this. This is a little teaching point here. There are three ways we either accuse God we accuse ourselves, or we are accused. We are under an accusation from the enemy. Um, there, I believe there's a place in the grace of God that He's bringing us to, where we will be able to say, "You have nothing in me, Satan. You have nothing in me. You 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 can't. I'm I'm taken over by the Lord's love." And and we can just we can turn to the enemy, and we can just fight on that. There's an accusation that can come on your person that causes you to find fault with other people. The, I heard Mike saying this, this last week, and, he, and it was really wonderful, but he's like, don't... When you feel accused, if you're under accusation, you will accuse, okay? If you find yourself sticking fingers out at other people consider the fact that you're under accusation saddle back and say what's going on here because the Lord's probably coming near to you and because he's exposing things our tendency is when exposure comes is to do this you did that, this, this this and this and the Lord wants to silence all the noise and say just sit with me in this and let the presence of God come to you and heal you, heal you and wash you. And he'll do this over and over and over and
4: over again. Uh, yes, sir. I, I That's want to reflect back on what Brian said earlier. Is, uh, he was just talking about the thundering and lightnings? When we look at uh, Ezekiel, and I looked up... Uh, to see. And the thundering and lightnings are really right above us. But on the thunder and lightnings are the throne of God coming down into our midst. Where we'll rule and reign from with Him. And I believe that's truly a blank space is when His throne sets up inside of our hearts and mind and we can rule and reign with Him from there. I'm glad you brought this up because
0: it. While you were leading worship, Stephen, though, and I checked and I waited on the Lord to make sure it was me, and then you started to sing what I was reading. But it's and what you're saying is in Job 37, and the Word told me this during the worship. And so, um, I would we'll just look at this just for a minute because I believe this is the Word of the Lord uh, to us. And, and, and listen to this 37 1 of Job. And this also my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen carefully to the thunder of his voice and to the rumbling that proceeds from his mouth. Under the whole heaven he lets it go, even his lightning, to the far corners of the earth. The Lord gives me this there in the worship. So, uh, it said, and and this this is what, I'm in the NET version, New English Translation, and it says here where it says, even his lightning to the far corners, in the Hebrew it means wings, and then figuratively the extremities of a garment of land. And so, listen carefully to the thunder of his voice. To the rumbling that proceeds from his mouth under the whole heaven. right when I look down at wings, Stephen sings wings. And I'm like, alright Lord. You know, you're talking to us in this meeting. Under the whole heaven he lets it go. Even his lightning to the far corners of the earth. And then you were talking about singing about a lion as well. And then it says, after that a voice roars. Um, he thunders with an exalted voice and he does not hold back his lightning bolts. Um, So, Now listen to this. When his voice is heard. And I I don't think I've ever seen this before like this. I mean, um, he's saying my heart's pounding, leaping from its place. Listen carefully to the thunder and the lightnings. Listen, listen carefully, even the lightning that's covering the far corners of the earth, and after that a voice will roar. So you see what's going on here. Listen to the Lord, even in the thundering and lightning dimension. You're talking about John, the throne of God, right? After that, a voice will roar. And he thunders, and uh, Weatherman, <laughs> you know, he thunders with an exalted voice, and he does not hold back his lightning bolts when his voice is heard. So it matters to the Lord. When, when the Lord's about to release on this end time, the end time ministry, when he releases the, the uh, thunder and the lightnings out of the throne room space, it matters to the Lord. And he was sharing this with me. He said, you know, you hear me last week. I'm like scratching his beard. You know, he's like, I wonder if we should go down there. And he looks like us. You hear me. I want you to hear me. You must hear me, uh, my people. When we hear him, he's not going to hold back. Uh, that's what Job 37 says. He will not hold back. And when his voice is heard, um, and it says, "God thunders with his voice in marvelous ways; he does great things beyond our what understanding." Understand. And this is what, while we were worshiping, I am glad you brought us back to that. But when we were worshiping, I, I heard the Lord say this Job thirty seven, you know. And I believe this is something for us, you know, sincerely to meditate upon. Um, that the word is speaking to listen carefully uh, listen carefully listen for the lightning listen for the thunder a voice is going to come forth and roar um, and I wonder you know, I'm going to just dialogue in with you but you know how the seven thunders are hid in revelation and they weren't revealed by 2 John what they were said I I do wonder if the Lord is speaking to us about that in this meeting. I believe it's a voice that God's going to bring on the earth. There is a voice of seven thunders that's going to come. And that He's sharing that with us in this meeting this morning uh, and giving us the blueprint here out of Job 37 uh, for this, that the Lord will do this when we hear His voice. Um, that he's waiting on us to listen to him. Uh, yes.
6: If you go down to verse seven he yeah. says he causes everyone <laughs> to stop working so that all the people may know his work. Well, <laughs> uh, um, that's yeah. happening. Amen. Because the blank space is, you know, I gotta stop working. I what? gotta stop doing, it. I gotta stop being active and it's like how do you get your mind to stop doing that? You know, it's like mm-hmm. when you were saying that, I was like <laughs> Ah, <gasps> my mind is always doing that. You know, you know that, cause you know me. Well, I know. <laughs> <Again>, uh, <really. laughs> <laughs> did you have something? Yeah, during worship, I've been pondering how does this tie in. But we're going. There's like, God is multifaceted. Today is multifaceted. So, gone. um, I was hearing, and you alluded to it, Carol. But I was, I heard during worship, "Make way, make way," and. I was seeing, like, a parade of people going, like, down the streets and saying, Make way! Make way! Make way! The king is coming! Make way! And it reminded me of, in Israel, during the Feast of Tabernacles, it's like there's this parade that goes through Jerusalem, and people are just walking through, and they've got banners flying, and, you know, they're obviously, you know... uh, there's Christian groups that go through there's Jewish groups that go through but even the Jewish groups their flags are saying Messiah you know they're calling forth a Messiah they, how they see Messiah coming and um, as these people were going things were falling off of them because it was such a time of joy and rejoicing in the vision. So, you know, picture you're going down the street, you're rejoicing, praising the Lord, telling people that to make way because the king is coming and things are falling off of you. And in the midst of that, you know, as God kind of does things, um, He reminded me of how um, David couldn't build the temple because he was a man of war, right? and I got the sense I'm still kind of pondering this but I got the sense that as we walk in rejoicing then that aspect of war falls away it's not that war doesn't happen or hasn't happened but we're walking in a different place with the Lord a different authority and those things just get taken care of Mm -hmm. so to speak Um, I don't know how all of this ties in per se, but it's persistent, so I thought I needed to share
1: it. I have <laughs> an idea how it ties in. This is Tabernacles. Tabernacles, Sukkot was Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, and you're not supposed to work. Wow. Well,
5: <laughs>
1: you're supposed to dwell with Him. Wow.
5: Well, <laughs> often in our busyness, we inhibit the present presence of God most of the time we did. we're we so busy we've been so trained from childhood to adulthood to senior adulthood that we have to busy ourselves whenever I came home from the hospital and I was pronounced dead by the doctor basically 20% chance to live and I go through the process of the multiple surgeries thyroid cancer, esophageal cancer stomach removed Lipnos through the esophagus this the voice paralyzed then prostate cancer and the reconditioning of all the things. I come home and I've been under heavy sedation for weeks in Duke University, but I've got a clear mind. Be to ten <laughs> <laughs> clear the clear mind. And I'm sitting on the bed in the bedroom, and nobody's in there, and I'm quiet. And I'm kind of fixed. I'm just and all of a sudden, I look out the window of the forest that I've walked into over 30 years almost. And I see the forest with all of its beautiful greenery, but then a veil comes down. And the veil is crimson blood. As red a blood as I've ever seen. But it, there was no fear, and no anxiety, and no question as to the safeness of what's going on. But beyond the veil of the blood, everything is more beautiful than adjectives can describe. And there are no imperfections. Now to be on this side of the veil, and to see that on the other side of the veil, it'll get you quiet. But then I see a line of people that have gone on before me into heaven. People that I have known and loved from childhood to that day. And I see that they are praising God and they are not inhibited in any way. And they don't want to be inhibited. And I'm visibly seeing that. But the veil of blood still remains. There's no fear in me, but I'm on this side of the veil on this side of the veil there's a line of people that goes on and on and I grew up in the mountains and I grew up around bootleggers and we were taught how to sleep behind us and trust me I can see I'm here <laughs> to see Caras over there and I'm not like that <laughs> <laughs> but so my point is this my point is this I looked at the people that would be people like yourselves that I've known all through my life and they're still living these are in a glorified state we're all in our natural state right here. And I'm sitting on the bed in my natural state, and we're busy, mm-hmm. and we're not really focused on the beyond the veil, the blood. And the ones that are over here are people that I've known all about all my life, and they are so radiant with the love of God, mm-hmm. and so beautiful in their countenance. There are no And it's amazing that I'm able to see their bodies, but I'm standing here on this side of the veil. And they're in the first day. And the hair raises up on my body when I say that. But then all of a sudden, there is a thunder like no thunder I have ever heard in my life. Now, being honest with you, because I have grandchildren, one more on the way to twelve Sunday and grandchildren and adults and many adults When I was a boy, if I heard thunder that really clapped heavily loud, I ran and got underneath the bed. Interesting. (laughs) And the box spring was steel and I held on to that. That's not a place to be when there's thunder and light. But anyway, my point is everybody over here is praising God and it is the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. But everybody over here is busy and belabored and they're not, and then there's the thunder. When I heard that thunder, it was it was enough to cause the earth to burst like they can do with laser on a, a kidney stone. But it was so inviting, I did not want to miss that voice, because it was a voice that followed that thunder. And... We were inhibited to hear the voice because of me and all the rest of us on this side of the veil. But I was able to see what others were doing. And they were so intently worshiping the Lord nothing inhibited them from His presence. And I said in my voice prior to my surgery Beloved let us hear the voice of God. And all of a sudden everything is was nothing. I was on the bed, I'm sitting there, and I was left in awe. Think about it. The glorified state of the saints who have gone before us. Because I'm human enough to think, are we really going to be worshiping God every moment of every day in heaven? Because we've gotten so accustomed to thinking we're going to get overtired. We're not going to be laboring hard enough. Or not, you know, in my day, if you didn't work 24 hours a day, you were a no good low down good good-for-nothing, sorry, trashy individual. There are people trapped in them today. But in that glorified state, never have I seen And that voice that was coming was inhibited because of us busy people. One other thought. Paul Harvey took the pause and became one of the greatest storytellers that have ever been in my day. Because always when he paused, I don't care where I was, what I was doing, I could not wait. That one or two minutes that he paused on the radio made my heart palpitate like crazy because I wanted to hear the rest of the God's story. <laughs> An <laughs> <a bomb. laughs> and I followed. And Penny said that's Mary. things and one of my grandsons came over to me he just gave me a list of all the things he wants and needs it. <laughs> knives and axes and, and, and guns and and, and and I had all that same enthusiasm at his age and he still did mm-hmm. but none of it's going with us mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. only what we do for the Lord is going to get
0: well our um, we're gonna prepare communion, um, take communion together. So, uh, Psalms twenty-nine, as we, as you, as you uh, get, to receive communion together. Acknowledge the Lord, you heavenly beings. Acknowledge the Lord's majesty and power. Acknowledge the majesty of the Lord's reputation. Worship the Lord in holy attire. The Lord's shout is heard over the water. The majestic God thunders. The Lord appears over the surging water. The Lord's shout is powerful. The Lord's shout is majestic. The Lord's shout breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young ox. The Lord's shout strikes with flaming fire. The Lord's shout shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's shout bends the large trees and strips the leaves from the forest. Everyone in His temple says, Majestic. The Lord sits enthroned over the engulfing waters the Lord sits enthroned as the eternal king The Lord gives his people strength The Lord grants his people
4: security
3: oh! <laughs> Oh!
0: took the bread and he broke it and he said this is my body which is broken
5: took the cup
0: and he said this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you do this in remembrance of me again can we just raise your hands thank the Lord, Lord and thank you Lord we yeah. just oh, yeah. bless you Lord and thank you Lord Bless this home, Lord. Bless the Weatherman family, Lord, for us in their home this morning. I just pray that you just rain down blessing on them. Just thank you, Lord, for, wow, how you speak to us today. Just thank you, Jesus. We just bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for moving among us and in our midst, Lord, for pushing us out on the cusp, Lord, out at the verge, Lord, and taking us into places we can never go on our own. Pray for every family here that you'll bring blessing on them, Lord. And strengthen us, Lord. Encourage us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. May you receive all the honor that you're due. Yes, Jesus. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord, make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Bless you today.